Hello, and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation here, including DuckTales, which we'll be getting into right now. I'm your host, Alex Bonilla, and today I'm joined by Michelle Andrew. Hello. And Steve Zeck. Hi. Uh, today we are going to be discussing the latest three episodes of DuckTales. We realized we took an extra week off to this time, so we've got a little bit of catching up to do. But uh, we, we've got day of... We've got Day of the Only Child uh, from the Confidential Case Files of Agent 22 and Who is Gizmo Duck. So those are the three episodes we're going to be talking about today. If you want to catch our previous discussions on DuckTales, you can find that at OverlyAnimated.com. You can also subscribe to us uh, on iTunes at OverlyAnimated.com slash iTunes or on YouTube at OverlyAnimated.com slash YouTube. Oh, well, yeah, but yeah well, this time we've got uh, three episodes to talk about, uh, Steve. My fault. Uh, I blame myself. I thought I was myself for delay. We're doing this one week later because I couldn't make the last last week because I was locked in a pantry. So sorry. Just like uh, Donald, uh, early <laughs> enough. Ah, ah. Uh, and then I won't get into your financial troubles because I know how hard it is for you to get a loan these days. <laughs> the, the, housing climate is very difficult for you but uh yeah that was the entirety of donald's appearance in three episodes so there we don't need to talk about him anymore bye bye donald Uh, do you you think they know how hard he is to understand and they're purposely limiting (laughs) his screen time to reflect that he's in two episodes he was in the uh he's barely in it and, and by the way, the Beagle Boys are freaking lucky. He was tied up to it by the pen because if it was Lucy would have kicked their butts again because he's done it before. Oh, definitely. <laughs> he's full of surprises. Yeah, the, the Donald will show up like in the series finale to save the day or something just randomly. <laughs> but uh, we have uh, three episodes here that do not involve Donald uh, a lot, but Ooh. other characters that, <laughs> that we need to check in. <laughs> Um, Michelle, uh, of these uh, th- uh, three episodes of uh, Only Child Day, of Agent 22, who is Gizmo Duck, uh, which of the three stood out to you, or, or a character that stood out to you of this batch? I was surprised how much I, enjoy- I enjoyed Day of the Only Child, but, like, once Agent 22 happened, I was like, okay, wow, a Webby Scrooge, like, team-up, my prayers that I didn't have were answered anyway, and it's everything in the world is so good. That's definitely my, my top one, and we'll probably get into Gizmo Duck. I... There were certain things about it that really weren't working for me, but I think it has to do with just, like, the general tone of the episode. It's very, like, Saturday morning cartoony, and I think th- those definitely aren't my fave, but they're good in their own way. But that's definitely, like, the lowest for me out of the three at this point. You, you didn't like the Mark okay, Beaks, uh, you didn't like the Mark Beaks uh, Sailor Moon transformation? I know, I liked that, like... <laughs> you know isolated thing <laughs> but i wasn't high on certain other things as much as other people maybe are all right um so steve do you have a preference out of these three episodes oh it's pretty it's easy it is the uh, secret files of agent 22 that's yeah so um yeah same thing with michelle i love scrooge and webby's bonding and and in the old series webby called scrooge uncle scrooge all the time but here, it feels like she's earned that right. She kind of yeah. earned it. So, and and also, you probably I don't know some of the references we had in this episode to a, another show called Gummy Bears. Um, we had a, a whole bunch of the show. Yeah, yeah. It's a uh, it had nice. I have not. <laughs> it's from the it's from the eighties, also, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. When we're done, I got. Maybe put up the intro on Discord for you, Alex. <laughs> All right, but... <laughs> it's a great uh, theme song. 
Um, but yeah, I, I love that one. Um, they only child is also pretty interesting. The parts of it I did find kind of disturbing. I don't know what was more disturbing, um, Dewey and what he was doing, or this new character, uh, Doofus. Doofus is so creepy. I kind of love him. He's like the onion <laughs> of the show. He's so scary. The, the, wait, hold up. Do not slander Onion. Yeah, like Onion <laughs> didn't make his parents become servants to yeah. do his every bidding. Uh, it's not, well, you know, yeah, he's more like uh, Little Gideon in a way, in terms of oh, yeah. Little Gideon yeah. kind of made his mom a servant. Here, he kind of does it to, to both his parents, so. <laughs> and uh, as for who is Gizmo Duck, like I said, it's all right episode. Um, I'm not as big as a fan of Gizmo of the old Gizmo Duck as maybe other people are. Um, yeah, I personally, I, of the old show, I liked season one the best because it's more true to the Car Barks comics. I'm more into that. Like I said, I'm more interested in characters like Daisy or other characters from the Car Barks series appearing than you know than say a Dark Green Duck who I love or. There's a certain other character that's going to appear in the next couple of episodes. Oh. <laughs> From another <Yeah>. show. <laughs> okay. But yeah, uh, probably some people people in the fandom are psyched about that, and I'm like, okay, that's cool. But like I said, if we get an announcement confirmation that, you know, like someone like Daisy Duck or April, May, and June are going to be in the show, I would explode in excitement. Steve wants <laughs> Daisy so bad, you guys. He is yeah, gunning yeah. so hard. She <laughs> is the elegy of this show for me, like... How is she? How? Isn't Daisy just like a nice duck? I mean, no, isn't that Elodie in terms of in terms of my excitement of wanting to see her on the show? Oh, like, okay, yes, because a a you're mentioning okay. a character from another t- show entirely, in Elodie, and two, <laughs> how can she be a, the Elodie of this show if she hasn't even appeared in this show? Yeah, Stop. Well, I don't know what she's Stop. gonna be like. Leave her over in Three Caballeros Land or wherever she is right now. Oh come on! But um, any anyways, focusing on the episodes we have in front of us uh, <laughs> uh, I, I agree Agent 22 is awesome because uh, I think uh, Webby and Scrooge are the two most developed characters of this show can we can we yeah. agree on that absolutely so so like yeah. putting those two together finally giving them some time together alone without the nephews like that's uh, that's awesome oh. to finally have them it, it like bet, um, bond with each other and then you the- add in then you add in um, Mrs. Beakley being awesome in, in her youth and even to, in the present. So like it's just like an added bonus. And I love the tone of the of the episode, like very sp- like secret spyish, <laughs> but like never going over the top with it. But I just love the feel of the episode. It was pretty nice, pretty nice. Uh, and uh, and the the action scenes were okay too. But also just seeing Webby like be competent at things so that's always great to see and like like giving her time to shine. So I, I think Agent Twenty Two stands out here far and above yeah. as the best episode of of this batch here. Can I give Definitely. a hot take though? I think Webby is secretly she is the real main character of the show. She's. Uh, I will say yeah. one thing that kind of concerned me about Webby that I had not really thought of like this before this episode was that she she's devoted kind of her whole life to learning about Scrooge and his family. But like, what about her <laughs> and her interests outside of these people that she spent her whole life training and and just like learning about? I mean, shouldn't she have some like more selfhood than she does right now? 
is it is that too much to expect for a character I'm, that we I'm love? Not even, I'm not sure. And is, if what we really relate to Mrs. Beakley, that could be a mystery there. There could be a <laughs> yeah. I want to know. Behind that. I, I want to know about our parents too. Family. Yeah. I like. I want to. I want to learn about that at this point because she served so well as as a way to help them figure out their own stuff. But like, I'm sure she has her own stuff too. And for it to be kind of like, you know, a symbiotic relationship, I hope that if she wants to learn about her family or something to do with herself that does not involve Scrooge and his family, that they will be there to help her too. Mm -hmm. Because at this point it is kind of one-sided in that way. And it, I just, I never really considered it until she was like, I've spent my whole life learning about you. Look at this book I have on you. And I was like, Oh my God, Webby, this (laughs) really is all you've been doing. Like most of your life. Oh my God, there must be more going on with you. She probably needs to see some therapy. She, well, like I I think in the, in the opening of this show, that's how they introduced her, yeah. right? Like, yeah. she was stuck a- alone in this mansion. It's not until the nephews show up that she's beginning to branch out. Yeah. And I think we've had other episodes focusing on that. But, like, this episode kind of brings back to, like, like yeah, this is what Webby was doing all this time before the nephews showed up. Yeah. Like, th- th- this is her entire life I until guess- the nephews through her world upside down, I guess. Maybe Lena's also a good thing she can have that's kind of outside. I mean, yeah. I mean that might come back into play with Scrooge and everything, but uh, for now, I'm yeah. glad she has one friend who's uh, not in the Scrooge yeah. family. And I think, though, it also, though, I, this episode, any this episode, having her be more close to the Scrooge does give her more stake of going to protect this family when we get to, like, deal with Magica in the future, when she's going to go after this family, and Webby's going to be very determined to protect it, so... Yeah, and uh, speaking of, like, the, the one-sidedness of the relationship before, that that's what makes that scene where they're, like, talking and the Scrooge is like, you know so much about me, but I don't uh, think I know that much about you. Like, that that, that makes that scene work a little, right? Because yeah. it, it's kind of sad, but, like, also Scrooge is actually making an effort to try get, getting some stuff out of Webby. So, like, pe- people don't ask her things. It's just Webby talking and talking. What I, what I like so, like, it, it's it's a nice uh, counterbalance and something that does wonders for developing their relationship what, in the what, show. What I really oh, like absolutely. Though, I would agree. Because, like, really he, like, it, it's not that he doesn't care. He just, he had no idea to even think about Webby that way. Or, like, honestly, maybe even his nephews, to be real. Like, Scrooge yeah. is very kind of into his own thing. But he, you're right, Alex. He does try to take action. Yeah. He's like, oh, like, your favorite drink is the nutmeg tea. Actually, I kind of hate it. Oh, and it's like, <laughs> juice. I'll remember that for next time. He is making actual efforts. That's true. Uh, well, what I do like, though, well, how they, they go between the flashback and the present time. And what they show is how much influence... Both Mrs. Beakley and Scrooge has had on Webby. Exactly. That's she's true. like both of them. I noticed that too. In a way, she's their daughter in a weird little way. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Well, Webby gets influences from both of them, yeah. I guess, in that way it works. But yeah, I, I did love. Uh, sometimes I get annoyed by episodes that do this where they go back and forth between different timelines, but I actually really like the way they did it here because they juxtaposed it so well with how Beakley acted in the past versus how Scrooge is acting now and stuff uh, like that. And uh, it, I think they, they executed that device really and well. And they subverted in that the uh, flashback storyline was resolved second opposed to the present day story, you know, conflict. Uh, I guess. Although if they showed the past one first, it might have been a spoiler. <laughs> like, what's yeah, no, happen? I'm talking about, like, you know, defeating the villain, like... They defeat the villain in the present first. We see how they defeat her first in the oh, present I, I see. before we see how it ended in the flashback. 
Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a it's a good twist there. Um, how how do we feel about the villain this episode? Uh, Black Heron. Um, Black Heron. Very... No, I Black Heron. Yeah, I I just Karen. said her name. <laughs> Black Heron. <laughs> but uh, how, how do how, how do we feel? It, it's it's a bird. It's a bird. It's not even a name. It's a bird. Um, um, uh, how do we feel about gets. about the? She doesn't get a real name. <laughs> I mean, well, like black, in Marvel, you have Black Widow. Like they never actually get like that's her hero. No, name. That's Somebody, true. Maybe, maybe like that's probably not her real real name anyway. That's her evil spy name. Yeah, Agent Twenty Two isn't Speakley's real name either. So. Exactly. Yeah. Um. Yeah. A- a- any other thoughts on Black Heron or <laughs> move on? I mean, she's clearly yeah. gonna come back. She's like a lot of the villains we see in the show. We're probably gonna see her again, but we have no idea when. Yeah. And. Yeah. She, she, in a way, though, how over-the-top she is with her villainy, she reminds me of Glomgold. Well, I think she's a bit more yeah, competent. Yeah, she's confident. I'm going to turn about how she's extra. She's just evil. She's yeah. not, like, extra, though. No, I'm talking about, like, how she put on this film to, to gloat and threaten was, the world. Okay, that was kind of extra. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess all the villains. Are like uh, she that. seems to get very dist- she seems to get very distracted when people talk over her oh, monologues. Yeah, monologues are very <laughs> important to her. <laughs> that that's always the sign of a classic supervillain yeah. that they uh, put emphasis on their monologues. Uh, and oh. yeah, we have uh, Mrs. Beakley in the past. So that, that's kind oh. of a cool. For a long time, we've been speculating like she's a spy, okay. and like uh, it finally comes Confirmed. to fruition here. I called in the first podcast. Uh, I predicted that. Well, now. Yeah, good, good job, Steve. <laughs> yeah, good job, Steve. One thing I'm wondering now, so that's how she met Scrooge. They're both very, well, I mean, they both get the job done. Miss Beakley might be more competent as a spy than young Scrooge. Yeah. But they're more or less on the same level. And I'm wondering now, how did she go from being his partner to being his, like, maid lady? Like, how did that happen? Isn't that weird? <laughs> like, to, to go from being a partner with somebody to, like, cleaning their house and looking after everything? Sure what kind of... How did they get to that point? I, I want to know. I think her real job is to be Scrooge's, like, bodyguard, and this is chilled of a cover. Okay. I think... Like... Maybe that was how it was justified at yeah. first. Like, <laughs> hey, you're gonna be a spy, but j- just the just in case somebody notices. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, do some cleaning just to make sure people don't notice <laughs> you. Or so. Yeah, and Duckworth but, uh, often uh, criticizes her for not doing a good job. So, <laughs> yeah, so it's it's not her fir- her first instinct because she she's better at fighting. Uh, uh, I will say that the the opening fight sequence of them in the kitchen was- is really interesting because. They, they like turn off the music entirely, so it's just mm-hmm. the noise of the kitchenware being oh, used against each other. I, I wonder, besides uh, Webby and Scrooge, do the others know she's a spy? I mean, does Louis know? Because, or he's just so dense he doesn't care. I think they probably well, would not be surprised if they found out, but they might not know for sure. Um,. It- yeah, because like the nephews in in comparison to Webby just showed up, yeah. and also Webby is the one who's done all this research. The nephews don't really care. So. That's true. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, I I I would be surprised if they knew, but oh. uh, yeah, we we also get the reveal of Mrs. Beakley's full name, Bentina. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think uh, Scrooge uses it when you know, when uh, Mrs. Beakley reveals the formula, and then at the end of the flashback sequence, she, she also says, "Like, call me B- Bentina Beakley." And I'm not even sure that's her so, real name. That could always be a cover. 
Oh wow! <laughs> I think I think it's her real name. Okay. Like she had reached that point with Scrooge to tell him yeah. the truth. Uh, um, yeah. and and then there's the there's the parallel in the present of like call me Uncle yeah, Scrooge, and then Webby's like I'm Webby. Like, Let's have a fresh new start. Yeah, that, that was a very cute ending to the um, episode. Even though they like kind of ruined it with like focusing in on the formula. Like, yeah, what, ooh, what's gonna? gonna be who cares about the formula? I think that's yeah. definitely <laughs> moment. That's it's gonna be used. I'm predict. I'm pretty sure she's gonna use it to defeat Magica. I predict probably in the finale she's gonna have the Thank the dime, and then Robbie's gonna use her juice to go get it right back with her in like ten seconds. Hmm. Um. But before we. So I do want to. We do have. I do want to mention um the another character in the show um who person were, who I like, I think was Mrs. Beakley's boss um Ludwig von Duck. The guy we saw at the no von von Drake. Drake. Von Drake. Yeah, he is an historic important character in the history of Disney. So it'd be cool. It's cool. Yeah, he he his name I actually recognized. <laughs> I did not recognize it. <laughs> Because like he's in a lot of the old musical yeah. films from Disney from like the fifties and stuff, yeah. right? Wow. I think he's. I think yeah. in one. I think he's like another canon. He's Donald's therapist. What? <laughs> wow. I mean, he he does have the therapist voice of like very German. Okay, so like yeah. that's kind of a stereotype, <laughs> right? Like, but uh, but yeah, like he, his only appearance here is just getting one upped by uh, Agent Twenty Two, just being beat to the punch, explaining the plot. To us. Yeah, it was not the most like reading... depiction of him first time around. I was not very high in him. I wonder if we'll see him again in the present. He was kind of old. Yeah, he, he... I mean, maybe he's still alive. Oh, he... I feel like no one dies of old age in yeah, this show. They just <laughs> no, get, like, they like, every... the cane and they look exactly the same. Maybe they have glasses. That's the only difference. <laughs> So yeah, Agent Twenty Two, I think, ha- had a, a lot of in- interesting stuff going for it throughout. Um, the the Gizmo Duck episode is also interesting in other ways. Um, <laughs> wow. Michelle, you, you... <laughs> it's also interesting in other ways. I could not have said uh, well, that for myself. <laughs> well, uh, actually, to to be fair, I think I'm higher on this episode than you guys. But I'll let you guys explain first. Like M- Michelle, like what parts of Gizmo Duck worked for you and which parts didn't? Um, I really I enjoyed some of the action sequences. Um, I like Mark Beeks. I think it makes sense that he got kind huh. of villainous. Because mm-hmm. he, I don't know, he's just kind of a ridiculous, like, meme villain, which is fascinating because it feels so current. But I feel like it's it's working. It's holding my attention. I'm buying into it. Yeah. The thing that's really kind of, I think I'm the lowest on is the fact that, so, Fenton is voiced by Lin-Manuel Miranda. We know this. Right. We knew this last time. It's like very distracting to hear Lin-Manuel Miranda just talk as himself all the time. It's kind of breaking my immersion. Also, Fenton's supposed to be like a young... <laughs> he's either in his late teens or early 20s, right? And Lin-Manuel Miranda does not have like a, a young man voice. He has an adult man voice. And this also made it kind of hard to buy into this. He is this young, scrappy person with an unpaid internship who just wants to make his way in the world. If that makes sense. This is my major hot... Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, okay, that, that, that's not actually what I was expecting. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, that, 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 that's a reason. Uh, obviously, like Fenton is a big part of this uh, 
of this episode. So if you can't really get into him as a character, then that's kind of a block right there. I liked his mom a lot, but I was not very high on him himself. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Mark Peaks, when Gizmo ducks around, he's a whole totally different character. If he's just dealing with Scrooge and the nephews, he's just general kind of harmless, but... But Gizmo Duck, he he really becomes villainous, very dangerous. I think I think yeah. next, I think uh, pretty much right now in this episode, he's probably he's just below Magicka and um, Black Her. What's it? Black Heron? Yeah. Yeah, she's Black just below, yeah Black Heron. <laughs> she's yeah. Just below them in terms of being a legitimately threatening villain. Um, he's way ahead of. Above Glomgold for sure. Everybody's got to be at Glomgold. <laughs> uh, and, and one thing you have to mention, I do love the the Sailor Moon transformation. That was good. Yeah. And and listen, if we have Scrooge and Glomgold, but I think now we got a new sort of crack ship. We got Fenton and Beaks. Oh Yeah, Gizmo Duck and Beaks for sure is the new we crack totally ship. We totally had the man crush on Gizmo flying Duck. through the air, and he was tearing up with joy. And that happens. Hot take, though, though, I like the hot take for now is I think legitimately Mark Beaks is might actually really be gay. I really think if there's one character in the show that's going to be canon, you know, either bi or gay, it would be Mark Beaks. Um, (laughs) all right. I mean, the the ship is that was a very strong moment. I'll I'll give you that. Um, I'm surprised you guys are that high on Mark Beaks. Like he's he's the part of the episode that kind of doesn't work for me. Like he is very very memey. Um, like, but in the past, like I think we had considered him like a semi villain, but not really. And like here, he just goes all in. So like that felt like a bit of a shift for me. One that I think the show's prepared us for, but still, like it, it kind of threw me, threw me off. Um, the whole thing of like him being riding a helicopter and him happening to be in the path of the rocket was very convenient. I gotta say, uh, not not sure if that was on purpose or not, but uh, I mean, Mark Beast is smart enough. But and yeah, like uh, there's like a piece of dialogue. There's like you're a bad meme right now. I want to make you a good <laughs> meme. <laughs> like like is, it feels. <laughs> Yeah, that that is and like it, I get it's 2018, but like I still feel weird hearing meme in TV in TV mm-hmm. shows. But uh, um, yeah, so Mark Beaks is eh, to me, but and also the whole like taking like using Gizmo Duck as like an app sort of thing, like it's just kind of sad. Like it, it it is the way it is an evil thing to do <laughs> in a weird way. So. But, uh, yeah, like, that that felt weird. I kind of... The thing I actually like... I did like that, though, in that... Because Gizmo Duck's giving these reasons for why that's problematic, right? He's like, well, what about the people who don't have access to apps? And I feel like... I mean, it's a very surface level, but I did like that the show was trying to... Like, well, you know, like, there... What what about, like, economic inequality? You're going to be helping a certain kind of person, but not everyone. And that's, like, inherently problematic and not okay. Hmm. I liked I liked mm-hmm. that, but like yeah, it is very surface level. I won't give them too many props for it, but I, I did kind of like that. That was a discussion that was had. Oh, I do. Well, and th- that goes into what I like. I like Fenton as a character because I, I think that like he's very earnest yeah. in, in his desires to do yeah. things. And like that that sequence, for example, like him being unable to help the family that's getting robbed, and like him banging his 
his fist on the road. Like uh, I, I like Fenton yeah. in general as a character, and so yeah. I, I really enjoy seeing his I, struggles in here. And I really enjoyed the relationship he has with his yeah. mom. Uh, this is the introduction of um, Mama, yeah. <laughs> as she's called here. Uh, in the past, we've talked a little bit about uh, um, the character being portrayed as Hispanic. I, I know in the, in the last episode, I wasn't as high on that just because it hadn't really done done the work. Mm-hmm. But, like this episode goes all in with her, with his mom because like she's speaking half English, half Spanish. She's watching a telenovela. Oh, okay. But like also she's a full full character too. Like she's out there doing her work as a police officer. Uh. She's protecting Huey as the billboard yeah comes down mm-hmm. so like they uh, her uh, his mom i think is the mvp of this episode and i really enjoy the representation they did uh in terms of the, the hispanic heritage this time around as opposed to fenton's one thing i'm not sure of that's those, a really good point one thing i'm not sure of does she know fenton is gizmo duck at the end um i mean how did, does she know like how she got injured and stuff from um, i would I hope remember if she <laughs> knows or not i mean I, hopefully they should find yeah. out hopefully this show does the stuff with that more like mr Cons and less like miraculous ladybug yeah although <laughs> at the same time gizmo duck isn't as important of a character so like does it matter if people know who he is yeah, I'm talking about his loved one his mom i'm not talking about the, the whole world i'm just talking about you know yeah, yeah, uh, but yeah, I guess they they leave that vague yeah. at the end. Um, but I would hope the, though the she's actual... smart enough though she's up close to Gizmo Duck, she's able to tell her son in a suit, like hit by his voice, his mannerisms. I mean, that's more that's realistic. That's the thing we hope with all superheroes, and somehow nobody ever <laughs> catches on. So I wouldn't count on that, honestly. And like th- this is a little bit more believable because as Gizmo Duck, he seems to just like gain confidence in his talking. Yeah. While when he's out of the suit, he's very hesitant about however he talks. So like at least there, it's kind of understandable. He's not really talking like himself, so I, I kind of get it, or at least I can buy I can buy the the, the difference. The-, the the ending of this episode is just uh, him in a cast at the hospital, and then Scrooge shows up. It's like no, now now you work for me. It's like in the end, uh, it's uh, it's all back uh, to normal for the most part. Which uh, proves soon, thankfully, that will not be as glitchy. Speak and um, one thing, uh, Huey. Uh, he does. Fenton is very earnest, and that's pretty much what Huey is too. He's very earnest too. So maybe kind of he, being Huey's his red shirt, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, yes, no, I yes. loved him this episode. He's trying so hard and he was right all along and everyone kept brushing him off because he's like a kid. But he was right and he, he effortlessly fixed the machine at the end, which I was like, wow, I didn't know you were so techie, but good for you. Well, he's the one with the Junior Woodchuck guidebook, so. That's true. He's like, this is worth two batches. Man, this is amazing. Uh, also, he keeps pushing out that reporter, uh, Roxanne, at the yes. beginning. It's like, yeah. hey, so th- this robot monster, yeah. what about him? He's like, no, he's a hero. Yeah. So that was very nice of Huey to defend. And, <laughs> and very vi- environmentally conscious. Okay, you did not take, like, oh, recycle much- his note. Yeah, yeah. yeah, recycle it, you All monster. Right, right. <laughs> that, that was a good joke. <laughs> So, so yeah, I, I think uh, Gizmo Duck, like, it, it has moments, and I, I think each of us got got something out of it, at least. <laughs> like, the, the, there are parts that... Well, I got out of it, of course, was Donald being in the episode, so... Poor Donald. Yeah, that, that was, was good enough for you. <laughs> He's my childhood hero, so excuse me. <laughs> Look at your hero. He is he is begging at a bank. It's not Donald's fault. He has anger management problems. He's just trying to raise his nephews the best he can. He's someone to look up to. Yeah, um, yeah. He, he's doing the best he can to raise those boys. He's very um, 
he definitely thinks highly of them. He's like their father figure to them. Yeah. I, I love the way he shows baby pictures of them. And and also, um, he, he can kick butt when he gets pissed off. So Yeah, I, I feel <laughs> like Donald is a very relatable in how incredibly flawed he is. Yeah, and, and the and I, I'm team Donald also. Thank you. And, and that's why a lot of people have been saying why Donald is, for most people, more popular than Mickey, than Mickey mm-hmm. Mouse. Because Mickey yeah. Mouse is pretty much a Gary Sue, and Donald is so flawed that we can see ourselves in him. Ooh, is the Gary Sue the male equivalent of Mary Sue? Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> I, I don't know about this. Okay, that's cool. Um, <laughs> I, I don't think it's Sue. common knowledge, but it, it is a very good term. I like it. <laughs> um, um, now, it, the other episode from three weeks ago, that was it's been a while since then, the day of the only child. This one's kind of like three mini yeah, episodes in one because... Yeah, it breaks up at the beginning because the, the conceit is, uh, hey, look, we, the, this is the day where we all get to pretend to be only children, so let's go off and do our own things. Yeah. Even though you, you could do exactly. that any other you day of the week of the year. You decide to do that any you know? day, guys. You don't need a holiday. Well, yeah, I yeah. Do, do wonder, yeah. though, and how, if, how Donald would feel if he knew about this, because for him, for a long time, every day is only child day for him. Uh, I did not. I don't know. Maybe he has feelings about it. He might not, though. I, I'm just saying. I, he might say they're kind of ingrates. Like they appreciate what they have because he had the same thing. Says, and he lost right? it. Yeah, because Webby well, like, the, I'm a child, and I wish I had siblings. I know. I'm sorry, but well, Donald's different though. He had a sister, and she, and she like presumably died and stuff. So it's a little bit different than Webby, who never had a sibling. So it's. Uh-huh. And the fun part is that at the end, like, the, the nephews are explaining, like, this wasn't meant to be permanent. Like, this was one day. Like, uh, that, at the end, we were always going to get back together no matter what. So, like, uh, I, I appreciate that. Yeah, it's, <laughs> like, the show is pro-sibling, it, which is good. Oh, oh and, Yeah. It's always good do, to have sibling relationships that are functional. And from, um, <laughs> yes. And, by the way, from the uh, Gizmo Duck episode, we do have some continuity between the... Um, dialogue between um huey and like the leader of the beagle boys like like he remembers his name that was my favorite yes. of the of the like the events that happened the beagle boys realizing what like positive relationships are and just <laughs> being so devoted to him it's so good i love it yeah, I, I like that the the scene where they're cooking and um, he, he's making like junkyard oh, yeah. stew and like the you you you'd expect um, Huey to do the classic uh, oh it's good like that's usually what happens in that situation but the, the, they like treat it as actual food like is that cumin yeah it complements the root vegetables like it was a nice little of a subversion of what usually oh, happens in that situation yeah. so I like that little scene and it in seems though the junior woodchucks are um I used to say uh. They're co have boys and girls in it. They're, They're co ed. Yeah, co ed. Oh. Yeah, Are they? I, 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 I saw a girl, like, one of the three teams, there was a girl in it for sure. And that was not isn't, always the case. Yeah, so, isn't the competition a three man competition, though? There's a girl. There's a girl who <laughs> check right there. I know, I know it. Um, okay, you, you know what you saw. All yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, Launchpad is the chapter leader of these junior woodchucks, which I yeah. am very worried no, about. It's like, great. I'm not sure. It's great. Well, well, I. Are we sure he can handle supervising children? It could be worse, though. It could be Donald. To be the. 
Yeah, he would be so mad all the time. Everyone would be afraid. Well, he was the Scoutmaster in the the comics, in the Car Barks comics, so I think they got a little improvement here. I think Lunch... Yeah, it also makes me wonder why Huey is a part of this organization. Like, he could probably learn all this on his own if Launchpad is his leader, but, um... (laughs) But yeah, so like that 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 whole sequence goes on where the Beagle Boys are being taught to be nice, and then they kidnap their actual leader, and <laughs> hijinks ensue. And then we cut over to Louis, the green shirt, yeah. and, and 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 uh, his little story is to go meet the richest kid in Duckburg, a Doofus. Uh, um, I, I, I believe I we've already expressed our opinions of him as very more weird. A creepy version of Richie Rich. Gives him a creepy bracelet. Yeah. That's how you know it's trouble. Yeah. He calls him a friend yeah, present friend multiple times. <laughs> I'm so I, scared. Um, I wonder, he, he could be a future main villain, perhaps. I think he's just as... De- no. Uh, he's definitely psychotic. Well, yeah, but like he's not really villainous as much as just like a weirdo. Like if you go into his house, you're in trouble. But he's not gonna like go outside his house and bother people just for the heck of it. So he's more of like an evil version of Webby. Um, I guess in that they're both hermits. Louis mentions at some point, like, "Hey, my butler's a ghost." And then the the uh, is it? Are they dad and mom of Doofus? Yes, yes, yeah, that's parents. Yes. Those are parents. But, yeah, like the the mom says, "We're dead inside." And <laughs> broke like, their spirit years and ago. I'm, I'm glad that Duckworth at least got a mention. So, yeah, that that that's a little bit of continuity, right? Like my my butler's a ghost, even though we haven't seen him since that episode where he became a ghost. I still want to hopefully answer uh, our question: Is can people outside? the manor see him could like outside the family see him so well we we haven't yeah, seen I know. him yet so so far the answer is no <laughs> <laughs> um and then oh, oh, dewey stays home uh hosting a solo late night I show i love that um, it's so weird but it's also endearing he's embarrassed about yeah like I, I think this this is my i think this is my favorite section of the episode like, just because of how goofy yeah. it is and also like it's it's just him alone, like he's doing the monologue, he's doing the house band. He's doing everything. <laughs> he's, uh, I don't know. I, I I found it kind of disturbing, but like it was endearing enough. Why did it disturb you? I, I don't know, just it's just what he was doing, why he keeps me so secretive. And I don't I don't I don't know what he's trying to do there. I don't know what why he wants to do the talk show in private. Um He's just embarrassed, like for whatever reason, he's very self conscious about it. Webby thinks it's great, but I mean he he hasn't shared it with anyone, so he doesn't know how they'll feel. Probably. Mm-hmm. And and Disney Channel released a couple of shorts based on this. So. Oh really? Are they good? Yeah, right. They're funny. And the, 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 the joke <laughs> is every episode ends with Glongo getting uh, bumped off the show. Oh, Glongo goes on the show. No, no, the real Glongo. Well, he gets bumped off. I, I did watch one where he's uh, where uh, Dewey is uh, interviewing the. The, the horse who has the head of Scrooge. Oh, right. That weird character. Like, Manny. Yeah, and then at the end, it's just like, sorry, Glomgold got pushed off the show yeah. this week. Oh, I see. <laughs> it's just like a running gag. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I, I would watch episodes of this yeah, show, like, if you had actual guests. Yeah, real guests and not fake <laughs> pretend guests. Yeah. He, he could still play the, the monologue and the house band. I think that works. Like, he, he can keep switching between those two, but... <laughs> Um, and Webby is inside some random security robot <laughs> spying uh, on Dewey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, 
But in the, in the process, the robot goes haywire. It takes him to Doofus's house, and then also all the other storylines converge yeah. on Doofus's house. And they have a small fight sequence, and they break I'm out. Just, yeah. Oh, and, and I wonder. Hopefully, man, uh, Doofus does not do anything horrible to the Beagle Boys after they left, because I'm worried for them. I'm well, they're in his them. house, so yeah. you Doofus is a know. dangerous person. He is dangerous. More he scary is dangerous. than Beagle Boys. <laughs> I love Doofus. I love his name's Doofus. I love it. He's so <laughs> scary. He just leaves an impression. Uh, he uh, actually. I'm just remembering. He has a hat where, like, he's st- sucking ice cream. Like, oh yeah, is that doable? I if I it's know. so it's if it's like soup consistency, I think so. If it's like a really but, like, does it even cake? taste any good at, at soup oh, consistency? Yeah. Like, there's I, whole debates about like you know soupy ice cream versus hard frozen sad ice cream. And personally, yeah. I would rather go with the soup. How are you? That's my second wow. hot take. <laughs> Wow! Yeah, that—that's the hottest take of this episode. Like, is it? Is it possible to purposely get a brain freeze? Yeah. Oh, it's definitely possible to purposely get it. If if you consume too much at one time, then like you're almost bound to happen. Like, I guess people have different thresholds, but I think everyone has a threshold where they get a brain freeze if you get to a certain amount of ice cream consumed. Mm -hmm. Doofus was doing that as a power move at the very beginning, just to. (laughs) <laughs> at the moment i approve see this guy he's he's thought about things is doofus your new favorite character yeah, michelle you know, he's he's a mess but i just think he's interesting <laughs> really <He's still> back- <laughs> all right interesting yeah you don't know actually the original doofus from the 1987 series the people the producers of this show hated him so is he also a rich kid and evil? No, 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 he wasn't. Just a token fat kid. Oh, that's awful. Uh, that's one of the that's one of the things about like eighties cartoons yeah. sometimes. They'll just like, way, make fun of people. In one episode fat. though in one episode though, you find out he's bullied by someone named Bully Beagle. I'm kinda of wondering at this show maybe they kind of reference that, maybe that Maybe the next time you see the Beagle Boys, you can mention that Bully Beagle's been missing for who knows how long and could imply that Doofus did something to him. I kind of... Like, yeah, yeah, Do- Doofus killed somebody. Doofus has done enough damage. I don't think even if he was Bully that I'm going to cut him a lot of slack. He he enslaved his parents, basically. That's already crossed the line. And I know, and her grand- his grandma, I mean... Which a bad idea, giving him all this money and. Let's just give- he loves his grandma. He like worships her portrait. Yeah. Well, because he get he she gave her him yeah. the money. Money so, equals like, love. That, 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 Which also interesting yeah. though. Also, bring another point. Louis calling himself like the heir to Scrooge McDuck is like he's skipping Donald. Doesn't it go Donald oh first and God. then? That's true. He is skipping Donald. Oh, maybe he just never saw Donald as a real threat. Also, we we don't really know Scrooge and Donald's history, so like, could Donald have been written out yeah, of the will? Like, I don't rule, I don't rule it out. But he doesn't but, really know. like Gander but, either, so <laughs> yeah. But so, well, um, well, I guess we can wrap up with this. Of the, of these three episodes, who is your MVP? Is, is Doofus in the discussion? Yeah, I don't think I'm not. I mean, like, he's not a nice person, so I'm not yeah. gonna <laughs> I'm not gonna say he's the MVP. Hmm. Then who would be? Um, young Mrs. Beakley, I think. Yeah. Or Webby. Okay. One of those okay. two. Mm. 
I don't want to, I, that's one thing I, I want to give, but I guess I'll give something different. Like it's like we're in a panel. Um, I gotta go. I guess with um, Young Scrooge. He's just he was awesome, and I love seeing him. Like how cool he was back in the day, and how and how he never ages. How he never ages? He looks the same. Like Mrs. Beakley at least looks different. Like she looks younger. He looks exactly the same. And I do like how he well, finally. We already dealt with this in a previous episode. He consumed some liquid that made him immortal with Goldio guilt or whatever. Yeah, I like, can't <laughs> wait though for the next episode we have Webby in. I kind of wonder if they're going to follow up on the whole Uncle Scrooge thing. So, oh yeah, yeah, I, I, I did appreciate the that this episode finally gave them an episode together. It had been a while, I think. But um, and uh, I think my MVP is Fenton because I, I think he, he's the one who like makes the Gizmo Duck episode watchable more more so than Mark Beeks to me. Although I think there's an argument for Mark Beeks as MVP if you prefer his villainy in that episode as well. Mm-hmm. But like the, the that that's an episode that like needs a, a character to stand out to make yeah. it interesting enough for those of us who aren't as invested in the nostalgia factor mm-hmm. of it. And I I think Fenton does a good job oh. here to be, being a I think you've made a really good argument for Fence and Alex. Yeah. And I'll say for me, like, if somebody else had voiced him, if somebody who wasn't clearly like a 40 year old man, it, it would have yeah, it it's, it's been a fair more criticism. viable. If it, it had been anyone who sounded younger. That bothers you yet the nephews being voiced by grown ups. That's, that's what I mean, though, because they actually, like, their, their voice register is higher so they 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 just i feel like it works for them in a way it just doesn't for for miranda oh well that's just i guess you're that type of cat michelle <laughs> this <laughs> <laughs> that's why it's my hot take but i can't i can't help how i feel it's very distracting i, I know how you feel michelle i feel the exact same way i can't help how i feel about certain things like how i felt like the ending of Day of the Only Child. I really thought it'd be great if we got April, May, and June cameo at the very end. <laughs> okay, stop, stop. No more Daisy. No more April, May, and June. Keep them over in Caballero's land, okay? Just keep them over well, there. Well, then I'll move to that land, though. If, 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 they, if they want to come, let them come on their own. Don't, don't keep summoning them. Yeah, this, it does feel uh, like summoning at this point. <laughs> If Magica came to you and said, sell your soul to me and I'll put days in the show, you would do it. Yeah, I I think this is a place to cut it off. We're we're done here. We're done here. But uh, yeah, we'll be coming back with uh, DuckTales. Hopefully this time we'll go back to our every two weeks schedule. Um, uh, This week uh, we are expecting to have a panel come out for DuckTales at San Diego Comic-Con. It's possible there might be news. If there is, we'll cover that whenever we have our, our next podcast. But uh, until then, you can find out all the info on this podcast at OverlyAnimated.com. You can join us on Discord to chat with us about DuckTales or any other show we cover here at OverlyAnimated.com slash Discord. Uh, you can support us via Patreon at Patreon.com slash OverlyAnimated. Thanks to all of our current patrons, especially our patron of the podcast, Michael, a.k.a. Mickey. Oh, um, that, that's a very prescient <laughs> um, patron. 
<laughs> yeah, but, uh, so I probably called him Mickey. I, I, had I no haven't idea known that. That, that's, that was a... yeah, that, that, yeah, but that, uh, mm-hmm. anyways. <laughs> and the thanks as always to our Patreon executive producers, John, Ryan, Steve, Andy, and Hugh. Um, besides DuckTales, we also have covered Steven Ooh. Universe recently. We've covered OKKO. Okay um, upcoming, we'll, we'll, probably have other shows to talk about soon although i think we're kind of we're kind of finally in a bit of a quiet period in terms of shows we cover but we'll always have well, stuff to canada talk about. maybe if canada's nice to us uh yeah mysticons <laughs> over on nickelodeon uh the, the, so we'll, we'll see and, and obviously with, with comic-con we might get more dates on stuff including maybe some ducktails information as well. i wish i could go you wish you could go to go beg for daisy is that it I love cons. I can't go there because I live in the other side of the country. Same. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that's a mood. <laughs> that's a mood. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for listening, guys, and we'll, we'll talk right. to you soon. Bye. Right. Donald Duck for president. No.